going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Another day, another report of a human-animal interaction in Calgary and here in southern Alberta. And this one seems a little closer to the urban areas than maybe we're comfortable with. Sunday night, residents were warned to avoid the Glenmore Landing area because of a bear, which was spotted by a security guard as the bear was eating out of a garbage can in the parking lot. It was later spotted moving into a wooded area towards Heritage Park. But it begs a few questions. First off, in my mind, why does it seem like every other day we're getting another animal, and sometimes big animal, through our streets? Well, to answer that question and much more, we bring in human-wildlife conflict biologist Jay Honeyman, who is with the province. Jay, thanks so much for joining us today. You're quite welcome. So let's start with that. Glenmore Landing, it sort of seems a little more urban of an encounter than others. Am I right in thinking that, or is is this something that maybe we just haven't seen in a while? Well, I think Glenmore Landing is urban for sure, mm-hmm. um, and there's, there was a bear there. That in itself, bears being in urban areas is, is not anything new. Um, we're continually working towards separating that out so that bears are in the woods and they don't come into the urban areas but uh, we're far from that you know bears are looking for food right now and some of the food that they find ends up being in an urban area so some of the bears are comfortable enough with being in developments that they wander into those areas in search of food and, and a lot of times are quite successful getting food yeah i was kind of curious about the the cause and the immediate thought was calgary in particular there's a, a big talk about urban sprawl and whether we need to start building up and not building out as much but is this part of that natural integration that we see as sprawl sort of goes into the wild more and more i think so i think as calgary and other communities move west and then we've got, you know, bears from the mountains and the foothills. They're also moving east to a certain degree, and there ends up being an overlap. And um, I think a lot of the activity that we see in Calgary tends to be on that on that south, south and western edge. And if you look at, look at it from an air photo, you've got a lot of forested area right up against the community of Calgary and you know, the, the Tsitsina Indian Reserve, and then there's public land not far away as well. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as well about wildfires, and especially over the last couple of years, it seems as though we've had a few more encounters between humans and animals in general, and I'm wondering if smoke and fire has sort of forced some of these animals out of their dens and out of their comfort zones in search of whether it be better weather, better, uh, better air quality, that kind of thing is that a possibility as well well you know at the end of the day it all comes down to food so if there's areas that have been freshly burned there probably isn't a lot of available foods just within that recent burn and that wildlife are going to move somewhere else to go and find the food whether that mean you know means bears from the kootenai fire moving into calgary no that's not the case i don't think but in, in a year's time those burns will actually be probably providing a lot of potential food for bears and we'll see bears maybe moving into those areas that aren't and bears that aren't from that area moving in because of the availability of food. Okay. So it kind of works both ways. Yeah. It, and beyond that, once an animal is corralled or once it's figured out where it is in, in, a, in an urban setting, what then happens with the bear? Are they, are they relocated? Are they brought back somewhere that's a little closer to their own home destination? What, what's sort of the process and where do they end up going? I mean, it all depends on the context, but gen- generally speaking, you know, we're trying to discourage wildlife from being in urban areas or developed areas. And when we find them there, you know, we try to discourage them from being there. In the case of bears, 
if the bear can be moved out safely and back into the woods, if it's fairly close to a, an interface where there is forested bear habitat, then if you can move it in on its own, then that's great. If not, often the bear will get tranquilized and, and we'll, we'll take it uh, to one of those places uh, on our on our dime in in one of those covert bear traps that you see officers mm. driving around with. When it comes to some of the smaller animals and, and bears are obviously the big high profile ones because it's so different. But when it comes to say coyotes and that kind of thing, is there are they treated the same way or how is it, how are those kinds of animals approached? Well, there's a we we've got these what we call response guides, and the response guides are targeted for different species. And depending on the species and the context, there's there's certain management options for those species. So it really depends on on the context. But generally speaking, you know, we're trying to we're trying to get wildlife to go into the wild and not be living comfortably within an urban environment because that creates all kinds of public safety concerns, obviously. And it creates concerns for the wildlife as well because inevitably they're going to bump into something that's going to potentially get them into trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and no different than, say, a bigger animal that isn't necessarily a, 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 an issue, I guess, in, in a community. I'll use a moose as an example. Is We seem to have had a few more moose sightings this year as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys know better than anyone that moose are, can be problematic when they're running down Deerfoot, <laughs> Deerfoot or over on mm-hmm. the McLeod Trail, you know, so that that stuff needs to get dealt with, and, and uh, the Fish and Wildlife officers are more than adept at doing that in Calgary, probably more than anywhere else in the province. Mm-hmm. From here, what would your uh, advice be, I guess, for people who do encounter animals of any kind? Well, again, it's trying to find separation and getting wild, the wildlife back into the wild. And usually when wildlife are in these developed areas, there's probably a reason for it, and it probably comes down to food availability. So if there's some kind of an animal living in your backyard, it's probably because you're feeding it either intentionally or not. But there's some kind of a food source there that is keeping them in that area. And in the case of bears, for example, if it's an ornamental fruit tree, what we're trying to impress upon people is to somehow pick the fruit or remove the tree. If you don't like the fruit in the tree, then just remove the tree. And by removing that food source, the animal has no reason to be there anymore, and they'll move on. Jay Honeyman is a human-wildlife conflict biologist with the province. Jay, thank you so much for the time and the insight today, and hopefully we can get to the bottom of uh, whatever it is that's uh, luring the animals out this way. Great. Thanks very much. Some interesting comments there as he was talking about how the animals are always following the food and you see that no matter where but it just seems kind of weird to me maybe i maybe we just had a few off years and we're getting back to some sort of sense of normalcy but i had to wonder a little bit about the wildfires and whether they played any factor in some of the bigger animals the bears the moose if we're seeing more of them in the urban areas because of those wildfires and he brought up the interesting point beyond that is much like when you see a forest renewed after a wildfire that the food also gets renewed in that process and so the animals are more likely to go back to their old habitat because they've got all this new fresh fruit and berries and leaves and that kind of thing so maybe this is just a one-year blip i know There's been a couple of really weird bear sightings, like even east of Calgary and south of Calgary, where you go, really, they travel that far, but they'll go to any length imaginable. The one thing that we didn't get to and I was kind of curious about is if more animals are territorial that way, 
And if they tend to get booted out of their dens or forced out by other animals. A few questions, but we got a few of the answers from Jay there. You're listening to Calgary Today here on 770 CHQR.